What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Saints and Sinners podcast here on the Pigskin uh, Podcast Network. Once again, it is Alec. It is Jeremy here uh, talking. And Jeremy, I mean, it's been a while. You know, obviously the Saints have made a flurry of moves with the coaching staff. You know, there's some rumors with the quarterbacks. They're clearing up cap space, getting ready for the offseason. Uh, let's just uh, let's get right into it, man. Sure. Um, obviously, as we know, the Saints decided to, uh, you know, we figure when Sean Payton got hired by the Denver Broncos, uh, some guys are going to leave with Payton to Denver. For sure. uh, so out, Zach Streif goes to be the new offensive line coach in Denver. Uh, they let go of Darren Rusher, uh, the tight end and run game coordinator. They uh, let go of Deacon Doyle. And uh, both co-defense coordinators, Chris Richard, Ryan Neeson, are out. Neeson is now the Atlanta Falcons defensive coordinator. In comes Joe Woods, Todd Graham, Marcus Robinson, Clancy Barone, and Kevin uh, Carberry. So, obviously, Jeremy, we know now, you know, with Sean Payton officially out of the building, you know, you can finally let Dennis Allen maybe have his own footprints and his hands all over this coaching staff to kind of get the guys he wants to bring in and kind right. of get, get rid of the last effect of the, you know, the Sean Payton, uh, you know, Redeem. his guys. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So uh, I'll just throw it to you first real quick. I mean, what, are, what are some of your thoughts on this coaching staff? What do you like? What do you not like about the, the moves the Saints have made so far? I mean, I like that we're getting rid of the co-defensive coordinator thing first off, because that was clearly not working very well. Um Woods is interesting. He's had a very up and down career. He's had some great years with secondaries and some rather poor years with secondaries. So we'll kind of see how that pans out. He's got talent. I mean, it's not like there's talent, you know, deficits in this secondary. I don't know. It's weird because it's, it just feels like that whole era just ended in like one foul swoop with every coach casually walking out the door. But it kind of feels like the right choice considering you chose to keep Allen and Carmichael for whatever reason beyond me. But Mm -hmm. if you're going to keep those two, this is the way you needed to do it. You needed to let them have their staff and just run it their way. Then there's no doubt that Dennis either sucks or he's really good. And we'll know that by the end of the season based on how they perform. But there's no excuse anymore. The, the talent's on the roster. If they stay healthy, it's one of the best rosters in football as long as they can get a quarterback. Division sucks. Yep, division is horrendous. Conference even is not great. Right. I mean, there's not excuses anymore. If this team doesn't at least get into the wild card, Dennis needs to go, and that's that. I mean, <laughs> and if they <laughs> perform well, then, you know, you see where it goes from there. But I, I right. I wasn't a huge fan of retaining Carmichael. I'm not sure why they revamped the defensive staff instead of the offensive staff, considering the offense was atrocious. But you got to do what you got to do, and they'll figure it out. I mean, maybe Carmichael wasn't the issue. Maybe it was injuries. It's hard to really get a perspective from the outside looking in, but we'll see. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, something you mentioned kind of sticks out in that being – Dennis Allen is completely retooling this defensive staff to get on the staff he wants. Um, And it makes you kind of wonder if they're going to give Pete Carmichael some freedom to kind of have more of a say offensively and who he wants to stick around and, you know, uh, who he wants to bring in, which, you know, again, you know, when you, it's really hard because this is a a tricky situation to where last year it was all about continuity keeping the same staff together, just Dennis Allen is not the head coach, right? And then obviously um, that did not work out, I think, in the way a lot of people thought it would in the sense of, you know, uh, these coaches and, you know, even the players too responded to Sean Payton in a certain way. And now with Dennis Allen, it's a completely different uh, environment, you know, in the locker room, in those meetings with the staff. So, uh, to let Dennis Allen kind of have his hands all over the staff. Uh, and like you said, I think it, it now, you know, you decide to keep P. Carmichael. You, uh, I guess, are banking on the idea of, hey, injuries just totally killed us this year. Right. And uh, if we can get the right quarterback, you know, whether it's, you know, Derek Carr or uh, whoever, you know, Hunter Hooker in the draft, uh, Yep. You're gonna bank. You're put. You're banking on Dennis Allen and Carmichael getting this figured out next year, and right. expecting immediate success. 
Yeah, pretty much at this point. I mean, after last year, it's kind of you're going to succeed or we're going to fire you, I think, is where they're at. I would hope at least. Yeah, because, I mean, again, you know, I think say you don't succeed with the staff, you know, this gives you the ability to clean house as far as the coaches are concerned. And then, you know, if you want to blow it up, I mean, you certainly this this would be the spot to do it. Right. I think right. Uh, I, we saw, you know, this year, this was a team picking in the top 10 of the NFL draft. And, yep. uh, you know, normally teams picking in the top 10, they're dysfunctional. They're not very good. They constantly right. have bad years. Yep. Um, and they just cannot get out of their own way for whatever reason. So, right. uh, you know, despite, you know, being in the top 10, you look at this, you know, like you said, look at this roster. It's a very good roster. Some good young pieces with, along with some excellent veteran players that we have um, in a pretty bad division and a overall a pretty weak conference. Right. You know, the Saints could easily make some noise if they get the quarterback thing figured out. Speaking of said quarterback, Jeremy, <laughs> let's uh, let's just dive into this right now. Let's cause let's cause the chaos that is the uh, the Saints off season, and obviously this is going to be the prize jewel when it's all said and done. Is how this team decides to address the quarterback position. Right. Uh, the latest that we've heard is that Derek Carr uh, met with the Jets uh, earlier this week, met with Robert Sala and company, and apparently it went really well according to sources in New York. So, yeah. uh, oddly enough, David Carr, who is Derek Carr's uh, brother, who was on the NFL Network, came out and said that he expects Derek to take his time with this process and not jive, not dive in and commit to a team right away, which, I mean, I can't say because Derek Carr, he has an advantage over everybody else with him being cut. Right. He's allowed to visit teams immediately rather than being a free agent. You legally cannot do it until, you know, when the league starts in the middle of March. Exactly. So he has the advantage. So why not take your time and just see what come what offers come in? Yeah, um, I mean, it's kind of obnoxious for us, but it's the right <laughs> decision to be frank. I mean, yeah, he's banking on the rest of his career here. Whichever team he's going to is probably going to end his career one way or another. So, right, might as well try and get it to be a good note and not a bad note. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, again, think about the Jets and Derek Carr. The first big domino isn't even Derek Carr. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers and what Rodgers decides he wants to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That'll he, be interesting. <clears throat> yeah, when he's ready to make his decision, obviously the Jets, it's been pretty apparent the Jets, and that is the number one choice for them right. is Aaron Rodgers. And right. uh, it also would depend how aggressive they get in landing Derek Carr. You know, if right. they don't get Rodgers, the Jets have a lot more money. Um, one could argue maybe a, a better roster, you know, better right. player than the Saints. It's a younger team. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of feel like the only thing the Saints have going for them is the fact that Dennis Allen drafted Derek Carr, but also Derek Carr is easily a top five, top six quarterback in the in the NFC. You know, maybe even a top four, depending how you view him. He's the um, best in the NFC South if he comes here, that's for sure. <laughs> that's Unless for sure. someone drafts one. Yeah, he makes the Saints the <clears throat> favorite to win the division right away. And uh, that, would, that would be the Saints' argument is, hey, Derek, I know you want the Jets have the money, they have the market, you know, they have the good young team. Right. Realistically, Derek Carr is probably quarterback 10. Yeah. You know, no, be- no better than where he was at the Raiders. As far well, as- even in the AFC East, it's like you got the Bills who are going to, I mean, dominate you regardless. Even if you have Derek Carr, I still don't think they're going to top Buffalo necessarily. Uh, they'd probably be better than New England, and then Miami's kind of a wild card depending on Tua. But that's a tough-ass conference, man. I mean, it's and, it's shifted. <laughs> and Miami just had one of the best defensive months of football. I think Fangio to run that defense. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean – uh in the NFC, I mean, who is there? Who, what, what quarterbacks scare you enough in the NFC? I know? mean, presuming Rodgers stays Rodgers, but I'm presuming he doesn't, and I'm assuming they're going to send him to the AFC so they don't have to deal with him. So, Yeah, I mean, who, what team? I mean, I mean that, the Eagles, sure, but yeah, they have hurts, a bunch yeah. of free agents. <clears throat> and... Stafford, if he can ever get his health together, but I don't even think that'll be the case. I mean, Garoppolo's gone. The Rams are a good team. Yeah, they're somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I'm trying so. to think. I mean, Kyler, if he can get his mentality together and get a good OC behind him. I mean, the only uh, that's team. About it. I mean, it, it, it's, the, it's the Niners and the Eagles and then everybody else, right? I think team wise, 
those are the teams that you have to look at the NFC. You go, those are probably the Super Bowl favorites and to come out of that conference. It's the Niners, and the Niners have their own quarterback issues going on right now. And then <laughs> the and then polar opposite of ours. Yeah, and then they it's the too many. <laughs> and then it's the Eagles, right? So yeah, we'll see what happens. I you know again, I think I we, we fully expected Derek Carr to take his time with this. Um, yeah, and kind of just see what he's feeling. Uh, you know, between the Saints, the Jets, or whoever else comes into the picture, you know, maybe with the Panthers, the Titans, right? Um, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens. But I think the Jets are kind of just like giving themselves a backup option at this point because right. we've seen two straight off seasons now where Aaron Rodgers goes, "Oh, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave," and then he never leaves. And yep. we, I mean, you know, at this point, it sounds like he's gonna leave. I mean, it sounds like the Packers are fed up and they're trying to move on to love. Mm-hmm. But if they're not going to get a good package for him, it's like, do they really want to move on from him? I don't know. It, it, it's especially like we said in a weak ass NFC. I mean, <laughs> even then, if you don't have Rodgers, I'm pretty sure you could still compete. But and then again, I think this is going to be year what four for Jordan Love, correct? Something like that. It's four or five. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be four because you just sit there and question: Do you use the fifth-year option on Jordan Love? And that's going <laughs> to well, be twenty-plus million for one year for a guy you've seen play less than you know a hundred snaps in the NFL. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I'm so, yeah, Green don't envy that situation. <laughs> Green Bay's in the conundrum. So again, I, I just think NFC is wide open. I think Derek Carr with this roster instantly makes the Saints a top five team in the conference. More than likely. I yeah. mean, I think Chicago is going to end up being a powerhouse here shortly with the amount of money they have and the draft Detroit, capital they have. Detroit, too. Yeah, Detroit's certainly up there. They've really turned that franchise around rather quickly. Yep. You got to look at Washington <clears> with <throat> the signing of Airbnb now to run that offense. Yep. So lots of, you know, question mark teams who could, you know, rise up. But right. nonetheless, the situation in the NFC is much more favorable for Derek Carr than playing in the AFC East, where you had two playoff teams and Bill Belichick in that division. Right. <laughs> Never mind Mahomes, Burrow, yeah. Herbert, yeah. Lamar, more than likely. I mean, you've got most of the top quarterbacks in the league in the AFC. Yeah, we don't, don't, even, don't even think about Mahomes and Burrow. you got to think about your own division. It's it's two playoff teams. Josh too. Allen, shit. It's two playoff teams that people are pretty high on, and then yeah. the other team happens to have Bill Belichick as head coach. Yeah, yeah it's certainly not optimal for anyone trying to <laughs> recover their career right exactly so we'll see what happens to the car obviously uh, a report that came out earlier today from uh, ryan fowler uh, about tennessee's quarterback tennessee quarterback hendon hooker has met extensively with the raiders the panthers the giants the saints and the cowboys interestingly mm-hmm. enough <laughs> Uh, during the pre-draft process, uh, Hooker is expected to be healthy and ready for training camp after suffering a torn ACL uh, last year in November. So, yep. I mean, Jeremy, you know the draft guy. I, I'm I'm not as seasoned in the draft experience as you are. So, what does this mean to you? You know, how do you feel about Hedden Hooker coming to the Saints potentially? Uh, you know, I would assume in the second round. Um, I mean, would you like it or not? I mean. The first point that intrigues me more than even him alone is that the Cowboys are in on him because they were also in on Stroud, supposedly. They really like Stroud. Is that like a sign that Dak's not sticking around or that they're going to look to trade him? Or is it just because Stroud's not a developmental quarterback? He's a put him in play. Yeah. And Hendon's kind of the same idea. He's 26 years old. He's not going to be a guy that's going to sit around for three years. Right. So it's interesting. I mean, that's kind of been my first takeaway from it. I do like hooker a lot. I think the ACL is going to play a lot into his ability to run and scramble. Um, That'll be kind of the first point. I hope he has some sort of like, I mean, he's not going to be just pro day. Obviously he's not going to more than likely be at the combine, Mm -hmm. but you got to see him somehow. Like, I don't think anyone's just going to take the chance on a guy with a torn ACL that most of his game was improvisational. Mm-hmm. it's a weird scenario. I certainly wouldn't mind taking a shot on him at what do we have? 40 or 41. Yeah. Um, I, I do like the talent he has. He brings a lot to the table. He's got, I mean, the mentality that you look for in a quarterback. He obviously can read the, across the middle of the field. So he's got a lot of the traits that, you know, guys like Will Levis don't, I mean, Levis is more of a 
develop and see what happens type guy. But yeah, it, it's interesting. It's going to be, he's probably not going to play until he's 27 years old, which is horrifying to think about. <laughs> but um, I mean, if I remember correctly, I think Brandon Whedon was what, 28 when he first started in Cleveland? Something along those lines. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. just, it's a weird scenario. I'm currently looking up Lamar Jackson's age. He is older than Lamar. Um, that kind of puts it in perspective from where I'm coming from. He's older than a guy that's been in the league for four years. Yep. Um, it, it, it just, it's hard to really put together an analysis on him with all the different factors that have come together between his ACL, between, you know, him coming from Heisman candidate to not playing the last two months. It, I would hope that they would at least, you know, walk into him, talk to him, see what they can do. But, I frankly, I'm not part of that front office, so I don't know how they're going to evaluate him. Right. And I think for me, uh, I like Hendon Hooker a lot, mm-hmm. you know, but I think for me, it, it's, you know, he had two really good years, back to back years for Tennessee. You know, you talk right. about, you know, last mm-hmm. year he was in the Heisman Tennessee conversation. That was for a sure. guy who had Tennessee in that playoff conversation, even. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ACL happens. And then back to 2021, where he's thrown for 31 touchdowns to just three interceptions. Right. Uh, you know, a completion percentage above 68 the last two years. Mm-hmm. I, again, I just feel like, for me, it's the, the age alone I'm not necessarily a huge fan of. Because I, I feel like the wear and tear is there. And, you know, yeah. Uh, he's off younger than I thought he was. He's is he? Oh, he's okay. a year younger than Lamar, but still, that's not really yeah. any better. <laughs> so, I, and again, you know, here's my thing. This is why I don't think this happens, right? I think mm-hmm. Mickey Loomis has told Dennis Allen P. Carmichael, you better get it right this year. You better right. prove to me and Gale that this is a playoff caliber team. Right. If you claim all you need is a quarterback, you better find the quarterback. Right. And I don't know necessarily if you're in the mood, if the same, if, you know, Dennis Allen and Carmichael are in the mindset of, put all their eggs in Hen and Hooker right now to right. get this team to the playoffs because, again, it's a risk. And I think, you know, we clown this team, you know, for the Peyton Turner pick, for the Marcus Davenport pick, right, yeah. where it's, you know, all potential and no a super high ceiling, right? Substance, yeah. I mean, who's to say, is Henry Hooker any different? <sighs> Quarterback's it, a hard it, one. Quarterback's so hard to analyze. And, it really is. Yeah, but just in the, in the mindset <clears throat> of player with, high ceiling, but there are question marks nonetheless, right? Yeah. And I mean, you could you can you can afford to miss on a Davenport or Peyton Turner because right. they're defensive ends. That's not that's not something that holds as much weight as a quarterback, quarterback right. who you are banking on to hit in your one. I would say your optimal scenario is getting Hooker and then having him transition in like halfway through the year behind someone, depending yeah. on who you think that is, Garoppolo, Baker you know, car yeah. or whoever. Yeah, I wouldn't hate that. <clears throat> it's just, it's a lot of, it's real hard for me to envision the Saints, you know, especially with the way it's kind of shaping up to be Dennis Allen's job on the line this year. Right. To put all of his eggs in, 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 the, in, the, in the hooker basket right now. The other thing is, I saw someone talking about it the other day. If they're sold on hooker, like if they're really sold on hooker, they're not going to wait until 40. They're going to do it at 29. And that's the part that scares me because that is, that's yeah. because if they're going to be sold on him or they're going to not be sold on him, he's one of those prospects that's just so volatile that you don't know if you're going to like him a lot or not. I, I really don't think they would get him at 40. I, that would be the case I would hope is going to happen, but right. there's not going to be guys that, especially after hurts, you know, his performance in the Super Bowl just now. Yep. No one's going to wait until the second. If they see a prospect, they like at quarterback. They're just going to fucking take him. Yep. And that's kind of going to be an issue for us. I don't know who's going to fall to our pick. I, is there any chance Richardson falls to our pick? I, I doubt it, but I mean. And he, and he might go before hmm. Hooker because Richardson is the guy. He'll who go before Hooker. He yeah, people think he's the guy who has the most potential, you know, of all of these quarterbacks. It's close. It's him and Levis are certainly yeah very, very high volatility prospects, but they could be and there are some so, of the best quarterbacks. And there are so many teams in the top 10 that need a quarterback mm. right away. It's like, does that does that push a pen and hookers? You know, does he sneak into that round one conversation? Because that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. because, I mean <laughs> it's look, scary. Look, look at the top 10 right now. Right. Uh, <clears throat> let me pull up the top 10 real quick. Sure. The draft order, I mean. 
Um, the same, you know. Chicago, we really don't know what's happening with the Bears. You know, do they trade just trade down? I think. Do they trade down? Do they take Bryce Young? You know, who knows? But Houston, Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. the Raiders, Mm -hmm. the Falcons, Mm -hmm. the Panthers. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee, (laughs) yeah, they wouldn't shock me if they take a quarterback. Um, No, no kidding. Jets, if they don't get Carr Rodgers. Yeah, Green I mean, Bay. If they do, I mean, look at Washington. I mean, Washington <clears> is a team that you know they're going to start Sam Howell this year, and who knows how long that lasts. Even Detroit with two picks, they could take a waiver on Richardson or Levis and see Tampa, how it pans out. Tampa at nineteen. Yep. And Tampa might be a team where they say, "Hey, we're going to take a year off to absorb all this money, and then next right. year try and retool." That's perfect. That's the perfect situation for Andrew Hooker. Yeah. If you're going to say, "Let's sit him for Ooh. a year," and you know. We'll go all the next year and retool. So even Baltimore is an interesting one too. If Lamar leaves, yeah. I mean, I mean if he doesn't, if they keep him on the one year tag, I mean, they can still have someone in there. And, and then look at Dallas, twenty seven. Yeah. I mean, they've looked at Stroud and fucking Hooker already. Yeah. I mean, there's clearly something there. Yeah, uh, I mean, the Giants at twenty six. You know, there's yeah, they, they're, having, they're, they're having issues with Daniel Jones right now, trying to get that contract figured out. And if they tag him, it'd be the same thing as Baltimore. You know, you tag him for a year and. You see, you can draft their replacement. So, right. I just feel like no matter what, there are tons of scenarios where you know this could really, where the Saints don't get Henry Hooker. Yeah, the interesting part for me to see pan out is that a lot of these scouts realize that the 2024 quarterbacks are so much better. Well, presumably between Williams, between um, what's his name? Is it Drake May? Let's find out. I believe it's Drake May. Yeah, Drake May at UNC question mark. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but they know that there's at least two to three quarterbacks in that class that are gonna be Ellinger. Presumably very good. Do you really wanna take like a Richardson and let it develop like into the let him develop into the scheme? Or would you rather just go, eh, fuck it, we're gonna tank this year and go get May or Williams? You know, bring, that's, a new, bring in a new coach and kind of just start from there, right? Right. That's kind of the one reason I think quarterback may be about what we're expecting. Like, it's not going to be you know three in the top five, but it's not going to be one in the first round like last year. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. This is one of those drafts that's like you have talent at every position, but quarterback is just so confusing to look at between really outside of the top two. Yeah, I mean, even Bryce Young, the questions about his height and his stature, the fact that he may not be able to last. I love him. I think he's a great quarterback. I don't follow along with that. I mean, we just saw that crap of Pickett. But and then you have Stroud, who has questions about his ability to read across the middle of the field, doesn't necessarily have the greatest arm, but he's a great quarterback. It's just dependent on what you view him as. Levis is a prospect. Richardson's a prospect. Hendon Hooker's coming off an ACL. I mean, and, you got a lot of guys that are just question marks. And here, here's my other point. You know, <clears throat> let me ask you this: mm-hmm. do, you, do you truly trust the Saints coaching staff to develop a draft quarterback? Fuck no. That's <laughs> <laughs> fuck no. That's been my point. The whole system is that if they draft someone that's no, not yeah. ready, they're not going to be able to develop them more exactly, than likely. Exactly. I just I'm, I'm the one saving grace is I'm glad they saved Curry and kept him around Ronald Curry. Yeah, because he's pretty good at developing quarterbacks and using them in the scheme with Carmichael. So yeah. and that's I mean, my saving grace, but <laughs> I mean, just truth be told, it's not necessarily you know Carmichael and the, the Saints' fault. It's just they have Drew Brees for 15 years, and that <laughs> was their quarterback. And I mean, right. he's different know. from anyone we have on rosters. These yeah, days. yeah, for sure. And I think mm. you know, you know, uh, you look at Jameis and things really didn't work out the way I think everybody wanted it to. Oh, and yeah. I mean, you got a decent play out of Andy Dalton. You know, this right. year you have. Yep. Taysom Hill, and you don't know what you're doing with Hill. So it's just, <laughs> I just, be a defensive end next year. I just don't trust the team whatsoever when it comes to drafting and developing. Because again, and it's not really their fault, but there's just there's no proof that I trust. There's no proof in developing. Yeah, I'm pissed that they wet Streif walk completely unrelated, but he got the best out of Ruiz, like the best we've seen out of Ruiz. Period. If and they then promote, they just went, eh, fucking let him leave. If they promote Jari Evans to assistant offensive line coach, I don't hate it. Yeah, I, you got to get someone in there that's actually played offensive line. Evans, because they Evans actually have the with, knowledge. Yeah, because Evans was with, uh, with uh, Streif last year in camp with, you know, 
he was helping coach up Ruiz as well. So, right. If they find a way to let Evans come on the staff, I'd be okay with that. But again, that that's the thing, right? Like, I just this coaching staff has so many question marks and as many yeah. questions. It has so many. It has so much more questions on the offensive side of the ball, right? And they seemingly left that untouched. Yeah, that's not. I've let a couple weird. of guys who like expire leave. Yeah, and you know that's it. But I just I don't trust this team to draft and develop a Hendon Hooker. I'm just looking that uh the HBCU Legacy Bowl selected Jameis Winston and Tron Armstead as captains. Yikes! <laughs> Random so, point of the day, but uh, <laughs> speaking yeah. of Jameis Winston. And uh, four more number one overall picks. <laughs> Let's, uh, so, <laughs> so Albert Beard talked about uh, earlier last week, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, that the Saints could be a team to keep an eye on uh, in the Baker Mayfield race if mm-hmm. things don't turn out well with Derek Carr. Right. Uh, and Brewer noted this is strictly just based on what the team thought of Baker coming out in the 2018 NFL draft. Like, it's, right. there's, no, there's no hardcore evidence that suggests that, oh, they're keeping their own Baker, but it's just like, hey, when he was available, you know, this, they were on a yeah. very high on Baker. A lot of the same guys are there on that staff. Yeah. So right. there could be something. But again, um, I might be the minority here. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I know I'm in the minority for a fact. <laughs> I necessarily would not hate if this team brought in Baker Mayfield. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. So if you look at Baker Mayfield's NFL career uh, all throughout, it's kind of. <sighs> I wouldn't say it's necessarily Alex Smithy like, yeah, but certainly his first couple of years in that vein, there was a lot of dysfunction, a lot of uh, coaches and coordinators in and out his first couple of years, and then they right. brought Stefanski, right? Stefanski right. and Joe Barry were the GM. Um, right. Both those guys, a, were not tied to Baker whatsoever because it's a new regime, mm-hmm. and b, you look at what Stefanski did with the Brown with the offense, right. He essentially neutered Baker Mayfield in the way of, you know, in Oklahoma, it was a, you know, <laughs> it's a funny, it's a good, excellent word, uh, word use there, wasn't it? Uh, but he did. He, he took Baker and said, we're going to run the ball with Nick Chubb. We're going to sign Kareem Hunt and have a two-back offense. Right. Uh, and, and your game is going to be based on play action. Right. And right. that just that just is not, that's not what won Baker the Heisman in Oklahoma. Oh, it wasn't. Or, I mean, no. Um, it's a passing. It's a passing for vertical offense, and you know, Cleveland took what he did best in Oklahoma mm-hmm. and made him sit. You know, hand the ball off, hand the ball off, play action. And the OBJ thing is kind of a separate anomaly. Like I look at that and go, okay, that you know, I think there was some wrong on both sides there. So yeah. that was a whole different thing, but. Uh, you know, and then Cleveland, I think, did him kind of dirty, mm-hmm. and that he played the entire year hurt, and they said, "Hey, that's your fault." Uh, yeah, I mean, so we're we're gonna dump you for Deshaun for Deshaun Watson, who has his own baggage, right? And pay him two hundred thirty or forty million guaranteed, right? And you know, Carolina, I'm not even getting Carolina. That was Matt Rule. We we saw what we, we saw what Steve Wilkes did with that roster in the second half of the season. <laughs> Compared yeah. to Matt Rule's first four games, and I think yeah, clearly blew it into yeah. Clearly, clearly, Matt Rule was not made for the NFL. He's great at college, but he was not made for the NFL. Yeah, it's a pretty common thing nowadays. Because I mean, even then, you saw Baker look somewhat decent with the Rams last year. I know it's Sean McVay. You know, I know McVay had a big part in that. But if say you lose out on Derek Carr and Baker Mayfield is going to probably going to cost you, you know, a one-year deal worth like. I don't know, seven, eight in a base salary and then incentives, you know, to make it upwards of 14 or 15. Right. Depending how well he does. Mm-hmm. I don't hate that. No, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm somewhere in the I middle on it. it. Like, I I'm, it. if it's your option, like, it, so let's say Carr and Rodgers are off the table. I don't even think you're going to get Rodgers, but for the scenario, yeah. It, it's probably between him and Garoppolo and, I don't really know which one I like more. They're very similar. Baker's a little bit younger. But He's you got know, a little more you, options. But you know, you know what you're getting in Garoppolo. Right. The other part is you just brought in Joe Woods, who was on that Browns. Was he on that Browns roster for Baker? Yeah. He was, was either uh, during that time. The, no, I think he just got brought in last year as the DC. So Baker was gone already. PC. I believe so. He was there in 2020. Was that the year Baker played? Yeah, so he was there for two years with Baker. 
So the playoff 2021 playoff uh, year. One, of, one of the playoff years. Yeah. And then yeah, the yeah. year that he got booted for man, I will not mention. Yeah, for sure. So I just think he hasn't gotten a fair shot nonetheless. Uh, so I would, I would be open to bringing him in and letting him, letting him play with us. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. He, he's good enough to where I always think there's some sort of shot there. Like, I, I don't think he's, you know, beyond all help. No, I, I don't I, think I mean, we're at that point, but. And I'll just tell you right now, I think <laughs> I feel more optimistic about Baker Mayfield on this team than I would say Jameis Winston. I thought you were going to say Andy Dalton. I'm like, well, yeah. No, no, no. I, <laughs> so I, I think Winston, I've seen enough of the experiment. I can, I'm, uh, I can thoroughly I'm still not sold. I, I'm, I'm still not sold. I, I'm, the James I'm kind of, I'm kind of just like, you know, didn't work out. You know? I mean, that week one still haunts me. <laughs> that comeback that he made. Was yeah. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's I hard. Mean, I mean, the injuries are injuries... piling up, which is getting obnoxious, but. But again, I mean, injuries or not, Jameis still made some boneheaded throws in those last. No, yeah, no doubt. That made me think that. Uh, uh. And again, you know what he did, what he said on Underhill's podcast. I mean, I don't think there's a shot in you know fixing it at all. The issue is that you don't have Peyton to try and you know calm him down a little bit and keep him in line. Not really in line, but just keep him focused on the middle of the field. Right. And that kind of becomes an issue, but that's going to become an issue with any fucking quarterback that you're going to bring in. Baker does the same thing. He's just, he makes poor reads at times. And that's, I mean, kind of the product of bouncing around every year. Right. Baker needs a solid situation. It's been that queer since they caught him for fucking the other guy I won't mention, but for playing injured on my dad. Right. That's the issue is we haven't seen him since the injury in a real scenario. I mean, you've seen him in Carolina, like you mentioned, God awful coaching systems. And then <laughs> he gets sent to the Rams and he looks, I mean, better than a, a top. I mean, probably top 25. At he least. Start. Yeah. He right. Start. And that's the curious part. It kind of comes down to, do you take the shot on, you know, those last, I believe, four games, five games. I I wouldn't mind it. Like, I, I'm not someone that's going to go fully against it. I just, I think there's better options if that's the mindset. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think Carr is the obvious choice right now. For sure. Just for based sure. on the staff they've built, that's like 95% former Raiders. Mm-hmm. It, I think that's kind of the mindset they're in right now. And then it goes probably... It's so hard to figure out. I don't yeah, think they're sure. ever going to fucking think... draft a quarterback in the first round. To be frank, I, I can't remember the last time they this did. Team, this team was a built the draft. Of, was it Archie Manning? I think <laughs> I it mean, was. I, I genuinely think he was. The I last mean, this team. this team, you know, even before Breeze, you know, Aaron Brooks was a guy that they signed off, right? Uh, and he and he, you know, was a very solid quarterback. You know, Jeff yeah. Blake in the not in the late nineties from the Bengals. That was a dude that they. Aside from Cincinnati, and you know they thought he was the franchise. So this is not a team that necessarily drafts and develop. And there's nothing wrong with that, but well, I guess there is. But you, you got to hit, you got to hit on the guys you bring in, yeah. especially at quarterback. Because like I said, you know you can afford to miss on a Davenport or a Peyton Turner, and nobody really would care. But if you miss on Henry Hooker in the second round. I mean, oh, man. Yeah, people, people, people will notice. People <laughs> will notice, bad. and that and that sets you back a year or so. Oh yeah, I'm because the, yeah, it does. Peak. Because we can sit here and say, uh, you know, three years of Davenport and three years of Peyton Turner. You know, maybe they'll turn it around, right? But you can't have three years of a quarterback, you know, struggling and trying to break into that guy that you think he can be. Yeah, it's certainly not. The route you'd want to go. I, I wouldn't rule out a trade up if they're really, I mean, fucking Ohio State connections, if they're really sold on Stroud. Um, I, man, you're going to have to give up some book value. I mean, you thought the value. you thought the Olave Penning trade was bad. I mean, not you're going to be moving a couple first. I mean, not to mention you to jump two division rivals. Yeah, you'd have to Carolina and Atlanta. You have to the jump all ten. three of them. You have to jump box at twenty something too. But yeah, I don't know who would be willing to trade down that high either. Like, I—I yeah. I mean, everyone has a need at this point that can be filled in their top five picks. Even the Bears, even if they trade down. Yep. 
Um, uh, if, yeah. the Bear, if the Bears really are open to trading fields, you, you taking that? I'm not sold that that's something that's going to happen. I don't think so. But I don't, I don't if, think they should. Right. If that's the case, if they're going to go, eh, fuck it, we're going to trade them and go get Young or Stroud or whatever. I would like that. I'm not necessarily sure it's something that could happen, but obviously, <laughs> as we just spoke about OSU connections, we've um, seen things happen. Yeah, I certainly don't think it's impossible, especially with the amount of money the Bears have. I think they could just go and eh, we're going to draft one and then, you know, build something around them, get a couple right. more years out of them. But I, I think that's a horrible decision on the Bears' part if that's something they're thinking about doing. But yeah. Um, also, side note: the Saints have drafted one first-round quarterback ever, and it was Archie Manning. That's the only one. God. They've never drafted a second-round quarterback. Garrett shout Grayson out. was the next highest. To, I was about to say shout out to Garrett Grayson. And then Danny <laughs> Werfel was the third highest they've ever drafted. Ian Book's in the top five. Uh, we drafted a quarterback <laughs> in the sixteenth round. How about that? Yeah, back in the day. Oh yeah. Tommy Stevens, the go. He's not even a quarterback, but they listed him a quarterback. Well, he was at that time, I guess. <laughs> I forgot about him. Yeah. That's a guy that is he even still in the league? We're gonna take a world tangent here. Uh, I wouldn't, I he was know. in Carolina, but then he just I don't know where he went. I don't think he is. Oh, he's in CFL. Fuck yeah. Oh, look at him. Let's see. Is he cooking in the CFL? Is the real question. Probably not. Uh is he cooking in the CFL? He should be in the XFL. What's he doing? He should be in the XFL. Nine throwing attempts for six completions for 41 yards and a touchdown. That's my goal. My God. He's the CFL Taysom Hill. All right, here it is. 56 rushes for 297 yards and nine touchdowns. There it is. (laughs) There it is. He really is a Taysom Hill. He is a Taysom And that's the other factor, too, right? Like uh, an 85-yard touchdown run and a 71-yard run in the same game. All right, we're Googling it. Hold on. 85-yard touchdown, (laughs) Tommy Stevens. <laughs> something that's never been googled in the history of the internet let's oh it's a thing this is actually a thing let's just oh, it's uh, actual, it's let's actual watch the highlight everyone oh that's loud okay i can't hear it because there was an ad that's unfortunate we're just gonna uh go on the good old twitter sphere and find it there there you I can't go. believe this is actually a thing. This is far too far down a rabbit hole for Tommy he, Stevens, but he's dominated the CFL, man. This is my QB one. <laughs> Fuck Derek Carr, give me this kid. <laughs> who do you say some hell when you, you have a quarterback who could do both? Oh my lord. Is it is it that I'm gonna need you to send this to me? He just walks like Taysom Hill, but like five miles an hour slower per average. <laughs> oh god. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That was pretty impressive, though. I'll give him that. That was a good run. I, I, <laughs> God. It was on Halloween of 2022. Good God. Oh, he also almost ran into a goalpost trying to get a touchdown. <laughs> I've never understood why the goalpost is in the like front of the end zone in the CFL. That's they do it's in just a danger to society. Anyone runs into that thing, you're going to get sued. <laughs> I mean, that's a bounce off that. That's another thing the Saints have to figure out, right? Like, if you do sign or draft a quarterback, how much, like, does Taysom Hill still have a role in this offense? I'm still not told he's not going to Denver. <laughs> I, I, I think there's talks going on there, probably. Sean's like, hey, how much do you want for him? And they're like, a first. And he's like, okay. Sean, no. Sean, Sean told the, the, the Broncos man, he said, hey, if I'm coming here, you got to give me Taysom Hill no get matter Taysom. what. You got to have a side deal. You got to give, give me Taysom Hill. No, give me give me one of the big receivers they got. I was going to say, like, fucking Hamler or something. Not even, he's not yeah, a big get, one, but he's a young one. Get, give me Just one get of the any, big ones. Get anyone, from the love of God, get Taysom off my roster. I yeah. love him. He does so well for us, but he's 30 years old, and they're still not using him correctly. <laughs> Give me, give, give me one of the big guys from Denver. Give me Sudden or, or Tim Patrick for uh, uh, Taysom Hill. We got a deal. There was a stat that, like, if Taysom got a certain amount of rushes this season, the Saints won every time. I can't remember what the exact number was. It might have been, like, 10-plus rushes or something like that. But can't stand <laughs> shocked. Can't stand it's not surprising because they just didn't use him. And if they're not going to use him, you might as well get something out of it. 
right? Um, okay, having said that, let's quickly uh, take a little break here. We'll go into the uh, the Saints salary cap, the usual tradition of them shaving down the salary cap to get under it. That has begun. Uh, and Alvin Kamara uh, news. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Pain. <laughs> But first, NBA fans, it is time to bring uh, the hoops at hoops action to the palm of your hands. The DraftKings sport, the DraftKings sports booking app, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. And this week, new customers can bet five dollars and win two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all and new existing customers can get the no sweat same game parlay every single day. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, the app today. Opt in, place your same game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Mine is going to be uh, the Pelicans and the Raptors play Thursday night. Um, they have New Orleans uh, under four. I'm taking that and put the Pelicans. Uh, the game, uh, the over is one two twenty six between these two teams. I'm taking the under on that between the Pelicans and the Raptors, and they have the Pelicans winning the game. Uh, give me the birds. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do not forget, folks, if you use the code TPPN, uh, all new customers can bet $5 on the NBA, any NBA game, and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Valid void in Ohio. And you can look at our show notes uh, for more details. Mm-hmm. So. Having said that, speaking of actually, no, I really couldn't tie that into our next topic whatsoever. I tried to. <laughs> he tried. He tried. I, actually, I can. I can. Oh, the over/under. Oh, of the Saints getting under the cap is very good. <laughs> over/under on the amount of times I cry about this team in the offseason. <laughs> Over over under the amount of time you think we're gonna bring somebody in and they actually never do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh Jeremy, I believe you have the uh salary cap, the recent uh oh, yeah. the numbers up on it. So they reached they worked uh with Eric McCoy and Marcus May to get their new deals uh mm-hmm. set up. So what do you what do you got for us there? Yeah, so they were right up against sixty million. I believe they were at fifty eight million over the cap, which is obviously not as bad as prior years <laughs> and they're they're now down to 46 over after those two restructures so they gained about 12 million between two moves which is frankly pretty damn good for two players that i didn't think were going to actually get restructured a huge amount i figured um mccoy they would they weren't the big money guys too yeah no those are two of the minor ones the ones you're looking at are jordan Lattimore, Ramchick, pete i mean Jameis, if they're going to look at cutting him camara depending on what that scenario ends up with thomas um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty clearly going to be able to get back to zero with minimal effort compared to the prior years. Yep. Thank you, Kai Hartley. And then the interesting part, I want to go find that graphic. There was a graphic that said, um, how far a team is over the cap compared to how far they can get, um, in the cap space. It was the saints could get like, almost $60 million or some ridiculous amount if they restructured all the way down. I can't remember the exact, it might've been 40, but it was, let's just, uh, I don't know how I'm even going to find this. Look up dead cap NFL and see what happens. Oh my God. Steven's going to, Oh my Lord. Steven's going to quarterback sneak. and just took (laughs) Sorry. I just saw it. I was was going on Twitter to find the, 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 there's a tweet under he'll put out, um, Mm-hmm. It was rumor they were, talk- they were talking about to Ramchick about getting his number down as well. There's no that's official, a, you know, update on that or anything. Yeah, unheard of. That's one of the ones that they gotta really start working on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, Saints are working on restructuring Ryan Ramchick's contract per source. Might be a couple of things involved beyond a simple restructure. See how it comes together. Obviously, that probably means void years, but. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, good old like, void years. We're paying people up, into like twenty fifty. Shout out to Kyle Harley and Loomis for doing this to us every year. Fun fact: we will be paying Eric McCoy fourteen million dollars in twenty twenty seven. Maybe we should go play with the Saints just to get the void years done. We will have 
technically three people under contract in 2027. <laughs> <laughs> it's a random stat of the day. Love to see it. Um, yeah, Eric Buckley is going to be making money for a long time. Same with Lattimore and Ramchick. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen no matter what. We will have $244 million in 2026. We will also have like four people under roster, but <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is the game they play every year, except the beauty of it is one of these days, the cap space is just going to capture our mouth because it keeps going up every year. And then we're just not going to have to deal with it anymore, <laughs> which right. will be beautiful. Um, that won't be for another probably three or four years at this rate, but. I mean, it's going up pretty substantially. It went up, what, 20 this year? Or what, yep. under 20? Which is, I mean, that's the price of a lot of our contracts. So, I don't know. Cap Space is always this little game that they play. Kai Hartley is 90% of the reason this team is still together. But <laughs> it, it, it's pretty impressive. Like, even if you're not a Saints fan, watching the amount of money they can just magically make disappear in, like, the span of a month is wild. <laughs> I mean, this is a team that was, what, 70 over last year, and they still went out. And oh, it was, it was 99 over two years ago with Sanders yeah. and all those cuts. Yeah, and they managed, last year they were 70 over, and they managed to get under, and they bring in Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, and Jarvis Landry. So I'd like to find out the amount of money they've made disappear. <laughs> like, how much money have they just converted into void years and crap? It's got to be in, like, near the billions at it's, this point. It's got to be a crime at, at this point. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sold that the cap doesn't exist, but like, oh, it doesn't. It's certainly like it, it's see through. <laughs> you can maneuver. You can maneuver the cap very easily and be competitive still. Yeah, it's pretty impressive to see the type of stuff they're able to do. And yeah, we actually we don't even have that much dead cap this year. We only have five million, which is because I mean nothing. You know. uh you know, I being in Dallas, you hear a lot of local, you know, sports talk radio about the Cowboys, and every week Stephen and Jerry come on and mention how they, you know, don't want to mess up the cap because they yeah. always want to be over. I'm sorry, right. under and have excess money to use. Well, right. That's why the Cowboys are in this lull to where, yeah, it's not a good they, they, there. They don't. They bargain bin free agents. They, uh, they're much more of a draft and develop team, and they keep their own. Right. And don't really work out. They don't really do any money, fancy money work. Hey, the Patriots signed Matthew Slater yesterday. <laughs> so it's a random thing I could have said. God. I was just looking through recent contracts. God. Okay, continue. Sorry. God. God, Matthew Slater. <laughs> um, no, but it, it's just fun to see, you know, once again, this is happening. It's like a yearly tradition at this point. And. <laughs> You know, we'll get under, we'll sign some free agents, and then, hey, you know, it'll, it'll be nice and dandy when it's all said and done. Find a way to sign Lamar at this point. <laughs> I wouldn't even doubt it at this point. They'll find some way to sign, if, like, if there's, team that, if there's a team that make it work, it would be this team. If, yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, the fact that they're even considering Carr, considering the amount of money he's assumingly going to want, like, yep. I'm assuming he's going to want 20 a year, at least. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, so you're now pushing $66 million down the road between the 46 that you're over and then the 20 a year. Yeah. But obviously you're only going to pay him like one a year and then you're just going to pay him for the next 40 years of your life. But the Red Sox did this a lot. I remember watching that with fucking Pablo Sandoval. They were still paying him up through like 2019. It's this happens in every sport. Like there's like classes teaching people how to do this. I'm sure. It's pretty impressive. I mean, to make money just magically disappear is pretty cool. <laughs> it's not really disappearing. It's just going down the road like five years. It's just uh, the magic of see NFL sports. <laughs> love, love to see it. Uh, the Panthers have $28 million in dead cap. Who did they cut? There's no one worth that amount on their team. What? Uh, Where is that coming from? What? <laughs> Can I look at their 2023? Oh, here we go. Off the oh, it's McCaffrey. It's McCaffrey. It's all McCaffrey. Oh. It's okay, 18 of it is McCaffrey, and then 9 is Robbie Anderson. Or makes... What is his new name? Didn't he just come out with a new oh, name? He, he did change his name. Uh... Was it Chosen? It was Chosen Anderson, I think. Yes. Something like that. That's He's the first player to ever change his name twice in NFL history. Chosen Anderson. Damn. So that's the name now. 
He should change his name again just to set the record further. <laughs> he should change his name to Sir Panther. God. Because you know even though he's not even on the Panthers anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and the last thing we'll touch on, <clears throat> obviously the news of Al Kamar getting indicted uh, mm. for his uh, activities in Las Vegas during the promo <laughs> last year. Uh, of the year. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously getting indicted is not good news because a jury sat there and said, uh, yeah, you did that. And uh, we're going to, you know, this is going to court. So, Basically, you know, this is something we kind of have been expecting, you know, throughout the year. You know, this is going to happen at some point, and if the NFL uh, is going to get involved, it will obviously be after uh, court and the trial. And I believe they set a date. March uh, 2nd, I believe. March 2nd, I believe. So we'll see what happens. I think, obviously, if he is going to miss time, I think running back is going to jump up to damn near top of the most important needs behind quarterback. Um, it's been there anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they, need, they need a reliable number two. Um, yeah. Well, I'm just, a reliable I'm gonna, number one. <laughs> I'm just going to say it right now. They should draft B. John Robinson in the first round. I I, I am very much on the You're B. John train. He's a guy. He's He's a guy, man. He's a guy. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just <laughs> confused. The interesting part would be, so what happens with Camara A? Does he get suspended B and see what happens with his contract? Yeah. Because how question. does the... I, I've never understood how the... I believe it's effective to a like a retirement. It's the same idea, I think. So it essentially just gets pushed into dead gap, which would be miserable because we can't yeah. do anything about it then. Yep. Um. Hopefully that's not the case. If so... Hopefully they can cut him prior to like, I believe if they cut him prior to June 1st, they can still save a little bit of money. Yeah, like $1 million. Great. <laughs> Just what I wanted. So much money. How about post June 1st? Oh, all right. If they can just like push it off another four months, they can save $9 million, So <laughs> Okay. Nah, I, I, my presumption is that he won't get cut yet. I think it's too early in the process. They'll obviously keep an eye on it, but. Yeah, and I mean, it'll come down to Roger Goodell giving him a 400 game suspension because he's on the Saints, and then he'll leave, and then he'll get it all reduced. Not even that. I mean, just from a legal perspective, I don't, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head how Vegas handles these kind of crimes or the state of Nevada. I mean, but uh, he he could face jail time hypothetically. Yeah, I I, I, I assume a plea deal know. comes out, but I'm just saying there's there's a chance. Yeah. And then that's a whole messier situation where it's like, uh, yeah. it's already a fucking shit show for what it is. I mean, yeah, you've sure. turned a premier running back into the dead cap essentially in the span yeah. of a year. Yeah, it, so. it's not good. It's certainly not what you wanted to see. Yeah, so we'll see. It's going to be interesting how all that comes aboard. Uh, what would your plan be at running back if uh, you know, say worst case, Kamara is suspended for? Uh, I don't know. No one, Roger, will be six to eight games. 42 years. Um, What's the plan? Man. <laughs> that it, it. We were already kind of screwed at running back because Ingram is obviously falling off due to his age, due to his Should, injuries. It, nothing against him. He's done phenomenally, but, I mean, it's time. It happens. And then you had, um, oh, son of a bitch, what was his name? The other one that came in late season from the Cardinals and then Murray? the Texans. No, oh, Eno Benjamin. Benjamin, that's the one. He intrigues me due to his age, solely because of his age. He was also <laughs> he wasn't bad in Arizona. I'm kind of confused why they cut him. Um Cliff Kingsbury. It, it was that and it was also they got that other kid, um, Keontae Ingram. But I he's not a number one, that's blatant. I'm right. far beyond that point, but I think if you keep him as a two, and then if you like look at Ty J Spears, Jameer Gibbs, I mean uh, Zach Sharp, very good. It's a very good running back class. There's yeah, there's probably seven or eight running backs that I would say are worth looking at. Yeah. Um, don't know how I feel about the Bijan in the first thing. <laughs> uh, that I, needs to happen. <laughs> I don't know. I, if I've he's, never if been. He's... If he's there at 29, that's tremendous value for the talent. Uh, see, that's the thing. I don't think he's falling at 29, and at that case, you're trading up, <laughs> which is not what I want. Let, he's let, gonna a, go man, to the Bills let a man dream, Jeremy. 
I think he would go to the Bills if anything. And Let then me dream. I don't, did the did the Joe Mixon situation ever get figured out? Did they they cleared that right? Oh yeah, yeah, they dropped the charges against him. Oh okay, so then not the Bengals. Um, <sighs> it's a weird off season. Yeah. It's gonna be miserable to try and figure out all these different holes and how to fill them. You got to resign guys like Juwan Johnson, Caden Ellis. I mean, thank God we resigned Keith Kirkwood though. That was the biggest one. Got to make sure you resign Super Bowl MVP Keith Kirkwood. I don't know what we would do without him. Yeah, God. It's like fucking every year they have this like obsession with one guy. Like it's been it was Tommy Tommy was for like 3 years. And then it was like who's the other one? Who was that Kevin bigger White. guy? Well, there's Kevin White, but there was the bigger guy. Uh, we were talking about him before. Shit. How do you forget his name? This is like the third straight one that we've forgotten his name. <laughs> he was the uh, blocking receiver back when Breeze was around in like, it was 2018 or 2019. We'll get 2018. Oh, oh. Uh, you know who Hogan, I'm talking about Hogan, now. Hogan. Chris Hogan. 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 That's the one. Hogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah they always have like this one receiver that's just on the roster for some reason. That and, now and now it's Kevin White. I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you. Kevin White and Keith Kirkwood now. I could, it's I horrible. genuinely could not tell you why Kevin White is on our Ross. I could not. Because he made one big play. I, I That's no, my go. No valid explanation for why he is on the roster. I just look at him and go, you're here. I, I couldn't tell you why. No. But you're here. It feels like a Sean Payton thing, which is weird because it's not him doing it. And that's probably this, the this, weirdest part of it for me it's like these this ghost, this ghost lives on sean used to always have like 20 receivers between the practice squad and the normal roster and he would just rotate them every week that's what they're still doing without yeah. sean payton <laughs> it, the spirit I mean, lives on us and we just give the young kids a shot i mean christ <laughs> you've got a kevin white who's like nearly 30 and hasn't shown anything aside from one catch in his whole career this is why p carmichael's still here Yay! Just what I wanted. Yep. <laughs> Revamping the whole defensive staff and not the issue of the team. I don't know. Yeah, Either I mean, Carmichael has like information that he's not sharing that's like gonna bring down the franchise if he gets cut. <laughs> he's got like revenge paperwork. I don't know. There, there's something going on there because I don't know how the hell he stuck around. I, I love him for what he did with Breeze somewhat, even though that was mostly Sean. I don't know what he did to stick around after that season. I mean, there was games where the fans probably could have called a better game than him. Like fan controlled football <laughs> probably genuinely would have ran a better offense. No, no, not fan controlled football. No, I genuinely I think if the Saints had set one up for week eighteen, they could have run a better offense than Carmichael, which is really depressing. <laughs> it, it was it wasn't that he was running a bad offense. It was those big decisions that he just completely botched. I cannot remember which game it was. He ran like a fucking slant on third and one. I I don't know what he thinks half the time, if he's even looking at the play calling sheet or if he's just like, yeah, run a slant. He just, he thought of Sean Payton. He's like, we're going to run a slant on this one. It's just, it seems, and he doesn't know how to use Taysom or Camara. And that's, the kind of part that pisses me off, there's just no running game on this team, which is so depressing. I like, I'm a running connoisseur. I like watching good running games and there just was not one to be seen on this team. Besides that one game where Taysom had like how many rushing yards? It was like 150 or something. Oh, the Seattle game. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. (laughs) I, the issue is, like we've said, injuries a kind of played a role into it, so we don't really know what he could have done with a healthy roster. Mm-hmm. And then B, it's like even if it's healthy, is a thirty-year-old Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and fucking Andy Dalton really going to lead you to the promised land? I mean, that's not really <laughs> a great offense, to be frank. Nope. As much as I love Thomas, we haven't seen him in two and a half years at least. It might be three now. I can't keep track. Olave has been great. He's got to figure out the fumbling issue. I don't know what happened there. Rashid was a nice little surprise. Surprise, I guess, is the way to put it. Nice little boon to the offense. But I really don't know where you go from here with the offense. It's just so chaotic right now between the quarterback, the offensive line issues between injuries and just Andrews Pete. 
and then you got to figure out how you're going to resign Juwan Johnson. You got to figure out the receiver position. You got to figure out Michael Thomas. You got to figure out if you can get a receiver three in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much going on with the offense. And then the defense is just fine. I mean, besides defensive tackle, it's just, I mean, content. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some running back names to keep an eye on free agency. Uh, Rashad Penny from Seattle. That could be somebody mm-hmm. coming off the injury. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. from the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they need a good pass catching back, I like Jigger McKinnon from the Chiefs. Latavius Murray will be back. Because <laughs> the whole staff is Raiders, and he was on that Raiders roster. Not to mention he played for the I can near guarantee that he will be on the roster come June. But actually, I don't know. He was a big reason. Uh, he, he talked about Sean coming to Denver. He's a big reason why. That is also true. That is also true. Yeah. I don't Sean, know. Sean might just poach him from us before we could poach him from them. <laughs> Poaching, running back to God. What does the <laughs> NFL come to? Oh, uh, so I think uh, I think that's about to wrap it up here, man. Uh, obviously, we discussed a lot today. Uh, Jeremy, is there any, uh, any last words or remarks uh, you have before we sign off here today? Not necessarily. Uh, I'll be curious to see how these next couple of weeks go. It's kind of slow up until new league year. So we'll see kind of what it comes down to between the quarterback position. If Carr figures out his decision by then or not, I don't know. It's one of those off seasons where it's just, you don't know until it happens and that's how it's going to be until pretty much the draft. So hopefully they can figure it out. That's kind of the main thing at this point. Yeah, for sure. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a very interesting offseason nonetheless. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll just have to see what happens. And, uh, hey, it's going to be fun no matter what we'll be covering for you guys here with the uh, Pixie and Podcast Network. So uh, looking forward to it. This mm-hmm. has been uh, the Saints and Sinners Podcast. This is Alec, and that is Jeremy signing off. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>